Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, we're going to have a little mix of things. We're going to be talking to someone about her business and how she has made it so successful, but we're also going to be talking about personal health. We're going to be talking about personal health for women. Now, men, don't leave. Don't turn us off. You have women in your lives, and so you need to be paying attention to this too. And as I said, we're going to be talking to this delightful woman about how she has been so successful in her career and in her life. And so it's always good information for anyone to hear. So please join me in welcoming Dr. Terry Dunn to our program today. Welcome, Dr. Dunn. Hi. <laughs> Waving. <laughs> I know, I know. This is so much fun. So let me tell people a little bit about you and then we'll just jump into this because we it is going to be an abbreviated program today because you are so busy helping people. So we want to get as much in as possible. And I had extra coffee today. So yeah, we'll, we'll get this done. So where'd your bio go? There it is. Dr. Terry Dunn has been practicing medicine for 35 years, specifically urogynecology with a specialty in pelvic floor disorders and reconstructive surgery. She has annually made a pilgrimage to Africa to care for the women of a local village there. They recently named a surgical room after her. She's built her practice on education, health, and wellness of women through her practice, which thrives on its mission of women taking care of women. So again, Dr. Dunn, welcome to our program. Well, thank you so much. I am so excited to talk about what I love. Well, speaking of that, how did you decide that this is your passion in life? Well, it started, you know, I was probably an old hippie many, many years ago. And there were not many women in OBGYN. Right. And my residency, I was the only woman and there were five men. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, it's really a field where there's lots of women mm-hmm. and very few men. And I loved taking care of women. And I've seen it evolve. And what happened is I worked at our um, city safety net hospital for mm-hmm. many years. Mm-hmm. And then I decided to go into private practice because I did have a passion for urology and gynecology, Mm -hmm. and it was a developing field. And so when I left the safety net hospital, I thought I've got to give back because my patients there were primarily people of no means, immigrants, Mm -hmm. indigent patients. Mm -hmm. And I saw a little piece of paper that said interested in women's health in Africa. And I thought, I'm going to go. Uh And what happened was that my husband thought I was absolutely crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, he didn't know if I'd ever come back or would I get there. Mm -hmm. And it was 
way before cell phones mm-hmm. and internet and you had to rent this giant phone to go over there right. and, it was and hope it worked mm-hmm. and i went and i just it, it just spoke to me mm-hmm. and one of the things that i believe in our life is that one person can make a difference mm-hmm. and one of the things that there's a lot of international medical help now. I mean, there's groups that go from hospitals, but I loved the mission of our group because it was not just going, I could go and do surgery on 20 women and leave. Mm-hmm. But the idea was let's go and let's teach the women there how to take care of people. Right. Let's, teach the doctors Mm -hmm. our set of skills Mm -hmm. and and that's why we go to the same place and Mm -hmm. over the years Mm -hmm. we with help from the we got a PEPFAR grant with help from donors with help from the medical volunteers we built a hospital we have operating room suites Mm -hmm. we have doctors and nurses Mm -hmm. and community people who work for us Mm -hmm. so I believe that's why it's been so successful Mm -hmm. because we don't go and tell the people what they need. Mm -hmm. We we teach them and we, we learn so much Mm -hmm. and and we help these people, but we also, when we're gone, have taught the nurses, how do you take care of this post-operative patient Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or the surgeons? How do you do this kind Mm -hmm. of surgery when we're not there? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, because they're there all the time, obviously. Um, you know, and 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 I love that you work with them rather than just here's what you should be doing. Um, you know, because they obviously their resources are not just limited; they're just very different. They're, and and so you know you have to work with what they have. That's right, and you have to learn to be culturally sensitive. You mm-hmm. know. One of the things that they started, and this was, I started going a long time ago, and there Mm -hmm. was a very, very high incidence of AIDS, Mm -hmm. and it has gone down significantly thanks to the Gates Foundation, Wow! because Mm -hmm. they have done a lot, Mm -hmm. and they set up clinics everywhere called, and they put them in these kind of purple tin corrugated buildings Mm -hmm. called BCT. Mm. which was voluntary counseling and testing mm. where you could come in and get a rapid HIV test mm-hmm. and get treated. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there were so many myths about HIV then. Right. And I've seen it evolve that mm-hmm. the incidence of HIV has gone down. Right. Just worldwide. Mm-hmm. And it's because of education mm-hmm. and early treatment mm-hmm. and the advancement in technology. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and that is one of the, the cool things about the medical field is it is always advancing. I mean, you know, something that five years ago was truly a death sentence. Now it's like, mm, okay, this is manageable, um, you know, and, and so that's, that is what is so good. And, and what I love is that you're taking that to an area, um, you know, in, in Africa that normally wouldn't have that information at all. That's right. And what I feel like it does, because, you know, I'm in solo practice Mm -hmm. and 
you know, because I'm in solo practice, when I'm gone, you know, my patients really don't have right. anyone, mm-hmm. but they're all kind of with me on this, mm-hmm. you know, they're, and of course now with technology, they can always reach me, right. or, mm-hmm. but they love it too. Now I have to get in for my visit. When are you going mm-hmm. to Africa? Right. I, mm-hmm. And so even though I'm gone and, mm-hmm. you know, financially, I always say, I, you know, it's my own little donut shop. Right. When uh-huh. I've closed, it's mm-hmm. closed. Yep. Nobody's um, there making the donuts. Yeah. <laughs> so, but my patients are so understanding and supportive. And I feel like because they know that I care mm-hmm. about women's health, right. I, I feel like it enhances my mm-hmm. relationship with my patients mm-hmm. here because we're all in this together, mm-hmm. right. you know, right. but we, um, and women have to learn to advocate for their own mm-hmm. health. I, I always, you know, as we were talking before the show, I always laugh because sometimes patients will come in and tell me about a bad situation with the doctor mm-hmm. they had and, right. or that they didn't care for their doctor mm-hmm. and, and, the thing I always say is that, aren't we crazy? We're more picky about what grocery store right. we go to mm-hmm. than what doctor we mm-hmm. choose. Right. right. It's okay to be mm-hmm. picky about what doctor you Definitely. choose. You know, and, and we, you know, we, we have to be our best advocates. Um, you know, we're our only advocates when it comes down to it. And, you know, and, and it doesn't matter if it's something catastrophic or your annual visit. I mean, you know, if you're not liking what's happening, if you don't feel like you can ask questions, um, all these various things, I, you know, I've, I've shared with my, my listeners and viewers before that, um, you know, I have ongoing health issues and, and I love it. And one of the doors of my doctor that I see every three weeks, there's signs on every door. If we did not answer your question, you do not leave. You know, and, and, you know, and, and I go in and, and most of the time everything's going well, but you know, if something is more serious, I've written it down. So that way I don't forget. And I tell people, you know, when, when you go to the doctor and you've got a cold or the flu or something fairly minor, you get home and you go, when did they say to take this medicine? And when you have a serious diagnosis, your brain shuts off. That's you know, right. so you have to write it down. You all of these various things, and more importantly, take somebody with you. Um, you know, years ago, I used to work with a doctor who always wanted someone to come. You know, come with that person. Um, now they do it sometimes for a liability, but you know, and, but there are also doctors who know, no, they don't want anybody else in there. And you know, I've told people take a tape recorder, or you know, now you have your phone, and record it. You know, and and if the doctor doesn't like that that's not a good that's a good exactly (laughs) I always say bring someone else because I'm giving you a lot especially Mm -hmm. like at my Mm pre-operative visits yes I'm giving you so much information I was Mm -hmm. a girl scout I want to be sure you understand what's going to happen Mm -hmm. pre-operatively what's going to happen in the hospital Mm -hmm. what's going to happen Mm post-operatively I give out uh, you know, things that'll happen to your emotions, things mm-hmm. that'll happen to your bowels, things that'll happen to you, to your head. Mm-hmm. Where, and but it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And if someone's there with you, they are. They can be your set mm-hmm. of ears, right? Because you're nervous and mm-hmm. you're scared. And mm-hmm. I think the other thing that I encourage 
all of my patients to understand and is if you think something's not right, bring it up. Right. Because especially in the field I have mm-hmm. of urogynecology, mm-hmm. what people think is that some of their problems are just because they're aging. Right. Everybody. Say, oh, mm-hmm. everybody yeah. leaks urine. Mm-hmm. No. Right. No, you mm-hmm. don't have to live like that. Mm-hmm. And and so ask your primary doctor mm-hmm. about it. Right. Look up urogynecology mm-hmm. because it's a wonderful, wonderful field. Mm-hmm. You know, it is the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, it's um, very important to, to be your own advocate. Mm-hmm. And Hippocrates, a long time ago, said, if you listen to your patients, they will give you the diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and we have a lot of technology that helps mm-hmm. us now. But if you listen, mm-hmm. you you will know what's you'll be able to figure right. out what's going on with right. your patient. Yeah, because a a good doctor reads body language, you know, is is you know reads tone of voice. You know, I always love it. You know, the, the first question: How are you doing today? Fine. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm one of those people, and I you know, and and I have stopped doing that. Because, but it, I mean, that's just, you know, any, you see anybody, how you doing today? Fine. Doesn't matter if you're, they're the person in the grocery store or your doctor or whoever, you know, your first response is fine. Well, in most cases, you wouldn't be at the doctor if you were fine. You so were stop fine. saying that. Exactly. But a good doctor reads the tone of voice. You know, how did they say fine? You know, all those various things. And so, you know, I've learned that I really, now if I'm, you know, if I really am fine, I tell them I'm fine. But, you know, or, or you know, and, and, but, yeah, it's that it's picking up on those things that is so important. And that's, I think that's a skill that we don't see people, whether they're doctors, whether they're, you know, somebody who's, a, you know, in, in business, we, we don't pay attention to someone's body language. And that's one of the most important things that we need to be watching when we're dealing with someone. Yes. And, and, you know, medicine is a, interactive field Mm -hmm. and if you're not interacting and you aren't sensitive to that Mm -hmm. then you lose your ability to communicate to the patient what they need and you know when I started my practice and I left um, the safety net hospital Denver Mm -hmm. Health I I was very nervous about Mm -hmm. oh my gosh how am I going to do my practice Mm -hmm. and I spoke to one of the doctors who had come to Denver Health, and and he said he gave me some really good advice. He said, "Don't worry about the business of it; mm-hmm. just do a good job, right. and you will have a busy practice." Mm-hmm. Right, and, and and it's that way for any business. For any business, mm-hmm. I, I feel that those words of wisdom, and and I see young people worrying about whatever they're doing, mm-hmm. the overhead, the this, the, that. Student loans. <laughs> oh my goodness. For especially in the medical field. Oh, yeah. How are they, how are they doing all this? But if you do a good job, mm-hmm. your practice will right. build and you'll have a great practice. Right. You know, and it's funny because I've talked with my other guests about that. And, and, you know, if you provide a great product or service, great customer service, 
then it, it, everything else comes from that, you know, and, and, but when you're focused on the money, people know that. I mean, you know, and, and it really doesn't matter. It, it kind of comes back to the old adage of, you know, the, 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 the used car salesman. You know, I'm going to sell you a car. I don't care if, you, if it's what you need. I'm just going to sell you a car because I have my quota to make. You know, and, and so we immediately know that we've, we've got our defensive shields up, you know, all those various things. But when we're truly concerned about the person and their needs, then the money will come. Exactly. And, and that is... It's so funny. The patients will come and I've um, been a solo practitioner, which is not the trend in medicine anymore. Mm -hmm. For a variety of reasons. Mm -hmm. And, you know, hospitals now Mm -hmm. own practices Mm -hmm. and I kind of feel like a dinosaur, but my patients love it. I mean, I have the say I have had patients for I've been in private practice for, you know, 13, 14 years Mm -hmm. and I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. And we we go through a lot because mm-hmm. I know my patients. Right. That's the mm-hmm. other thing uh, that I know them. Mm-hmm. I know that they'll call me when their husband dies mm-hmm. or they'll call me to tell me about mm-hmm. a, a life event. Mm-hmm. And even though I'm a subspecialist, right. I feel like for women especially, mm-hmm. you need to find a doctor that you can identify with Mm -hmm. that is your ad your advocate in the healthcare system and it helps you be a better advocate in the healthcare system. Right. And and isn't concerned about just churning people through. I mean, you know, we've all been to the doctors who, you know, they're doing this, uh, you know, and, and you know you've got 15 minutes. Doesn't matter if you fit in that 15 minutes or not, you've got 15 minutes. And come back for your other complaint. Mm-hmm. But I really need to talk to you about this. Mm-hmm. Well, I always say it's really hard or sad when I, the subspecialist, am spending more time with the patient than their family right. doctor. Mm-hmm. That's oh, yeah. craziness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. so I think I think there are wonderful doctors. You just have to find them. Mm-hmm. And women, especially, mm-hmm. I believe that we tend to be a little more accommodating mm-hmm. and just say, oh, okay. they're busy. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And just kind of take what they're going to give us. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, I think that going, the other thing that has happened by my going to Africa, I think that it has really given me a perspective of really how lucky we are. Right. Of really mm-hmm. how lucky we are. Mm-hmm. We have cervical cancer screening. Mm-hmm. Where in Africa, women cervical cancer is the number one killer of women. Right. Well, in our co- country and in Western countries, it's way down. Mm-hmm. It's it, and it's because we have screening. We can mm-hmm. pick it up before right. it's cervical mm-hmm. cancer. Mm-hmm. And we are so lucky to have the technology, mm-hmm. the medicine, the availability mm-hmm. that we have to realize we are lucky, but we still have to utilize it correctly. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if right. we don't, mm-hmm. we we can, you know, I see patients that don't get their mammograms. Mm-hmm. And come on, you guys, you've got it. Your Mm -hmm. insurance covers Mm -hmm. it. Please Mm -hmm. do this for me. 
Right. And yeah. we d- don't realize how lucky we are to have access mm-hmm. to all of this healthcare. Right. You know, and, and I think for, for many people, we do want to be the little ostrich. You know, we're going to bury our heads. If, if we don't think about it, it's not going to happen. Um, you know, or we feel healthy. Yeah, you know, I feel healthy. How, you know, why, why, you know, and, and all these various things. And, you know, and, and I think men are, you know, especially guilty of the, you know, uh, we're not going to talk about it type of thing. Um, you know, I'm very fortunate. My husband goes every year with, I never have to nag him. I mean, he just, he goes every year. He has his annual physical, all of these various things. But men, you know, and, and they don't go. And, and then, of course, I think we still have this mystique of, but they're a doctor. They know so much. I should never question them, um, you know. And and they're people too, you know. And and so it's 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 okay to say, now wait a minute, I'm just not sure about this. And again, if the doctor isn't wanting to have any part of that, and and that's you know, I, I was sharing with you before the program. There are doctors through my whole process that I've been through that I have fired, where I have just not clicked. Some of them haven't listened to me. I got a I got the finger from one of them. The moving finger, and and he's you know, and, and I almost reached out and went, you know, and, and he told me, "Don't talk, just listen." Now, of course, the hello, that is a little hard for me. I understand, but he went through. He he talked probably for ten minutes, and I did. I just, yeah, and 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 but of course, I was mad. I and I'm thinking, doesn't matter what this man says to me, I'm never coming back. But um, you know, he, so he gets through his whole spiel. And he says, now, what? And I just sat there. And he said, what? I said, you told me not to talk. And so then he kind of realized, okay, he'd overstepped. And, and I said, what you just spent 10 minutes explaining to me does not pertain in the slightest. And, and I said, first of all, you should have looked at my chart before you came in, which clearly you didn't. Now, granted, if you were to print my chart, it's, you know, war and peace. But, um, but yeah, I mean, he hadn't, hadn't, he had absolutely no clue why he was even seeing me. And so now he did have the grace to apologize, but I didn't go back to him because I thought, no, especially this, this, you know, this, I'm like, no, Um, you know, and, and, but it, it is, it's, it's a complicated process when we're working with anybody who's an expert. You know, what is that give and take? You know, all those things. But I think most importantly, we need to realize they want to do their job well, and they can't do it if we're not giving them the right information, the right feedback, all of those various things. You know, if I'm just telling somebody I'm fine and I'm not, then I shouldn't be annoyed when they don't figure it out. Right. We shouldn't have to guess. And that's where I really think that we... I think men are very guilty of this. They never go to the doctor. That's right. why. Uh, that's why hospitals mm-hmm. and healthcare organizations know that the women t- mm-hmm. tend to make the decisions on healthcare right. because mm-hmm. they'll say, "Oh, honey, I liked this hospital. You mm-hmm. should go there." Or mm-hmm. this is, and so because men really, but I think we women tend to be more passive about our right. Yes. They're the expert. They know what's best for us. And we don't communicate with them. And we don't let them know because we're used to saying we're used to multitasking, Mm -hmm. covering it up. We Mm -hmm. may have to go to work that day. Mm -hmm. We may think it's a, whatever complaint is just Mm -hmm. a normal problem of aging. Mm -hmm. That's what I see a lot of is that Oh, well, I've had babies. Mm-hmm. This is why I have this. Problem. Right. 
Yes. Well, I'm old. Mm -hmm. I'm menopausal. Mm -hmm. This is why I have that Mm -hmm. problem. Oh, I'm young. And Mm -hmm. this is why I have this problem. Mm -hmm. And it it, it isn't. We should be healthy in all these aspects. Mm -hmm. And we write it off. And we were talking a little bit. The other thing is, I think as an advisory or giving Mm -hmm. us advice, Google is great. But one of the things that I always tell my patients is that people who have time to complain many times are on Google writing all the bad things Mm -hmm. and not Mm -hmm. writing all the good things. Mm -hmm. And I say, put this in your life. Mm -hmm. If you have a good experience, you tend not to go on to the Mm -hmm. internet or to write something about. Well, that was good. And you go on. Mm -hmm. You just go on. You don't feel. But if something made you very angry, Mm -hmm. you're you're Mm -hmm. going to do that. And and that's good and bad. Mm -hmm. I think we all need to be informed. We we all have to realize too that 99.9% of doctors are very interested in their patients' Mm -hmm. complaints and want it and have more than an algorithm Mm -hmm. or an idea that, oh, this is how we treat this. Mm -hmm. They can look at you and say, this is how we treat Mm -hmm. this, but I'm going to do it a little differently Mm -hmm. because you're in this category. Right. And, and I think that's how you be Mm -hmm. a good advocate, how you be a good patient and Mm -hmm. how you be a good doctor. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and, and it really is about having communication. I mean, you know, that's, that's, that is what it, it comes down to is you have to be telling people this works, this didn't work, you know, and, and, and Google is, you know, and, you know, we lovingly refer to it as Dr. Google. Um, But, you know, there's, there's probably more bad information out there than good. And, but no matter what, there's, it's almost an overwhelming amount of information. And when you have a problem, doesn't matter what it is, you know, something minor, something major, if you start reading the information, it's, it very quickly gets to be overwhelming and, and all of the differing views and opinions. And, um, and then, of course, you toss in your friends. You know, I, I have a wonderful, wonderful support group for what I have been going through. And it's been very interesting. I have a private Facebook group um, where, you know, we, we chat about things right. and, and I try and keep it upbeat and things. But, you know, people are providing advice. But one of the things that I have found is, you know, it, I have those people who have a product that they could sell me that's going to fix me. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, and, and usually I'll at least check it out a bit. I mean, just primarily to be polite to them, but it's not going to fix. I mean, you know, I I remember years ago when somebody told me that, that the product that they were selling would cure lupus. Now I have family members who have lupus. And so I was like, and, and I said, I don't think so. And they went, why not? I said, because they, and you know, this was years ago, but they still don't know exactly what causes lupus. But my understanding is it's, it's, it's genetic. It's a, it's a DNA thing. Right. I mean, this isn't, you take a pill and it's all better. And so I told this person, you're not going to rewrite someone's DNA code with your product. And of course they were just incensed that I questioned them, but you know, and, and so, but you have the helpful people and you have the people who are helpful, who want to sell you things. And then you have the people who are just negative and, you know, right. you're, and, and so, you know, and, and Facebook and social media makes that worse because of course it's expanded, but it's just like, you know, 
a hundred years ago, you went to church and you told your little group about what was going on with you or, you know, your, your book club or whatever. We've just given so many more resources that people can just totally be confused by things. And it's too much and you get too much information and you don't know how to verify it. You don't know how to, Mm -hmm. and you don't know how to weigh it. Mm -hmm. I think that is the, I I think that's become a challenge Mm -hmm. for physicians Mm -hmm. because the other thing that's really changed Mm -hmm. in, in medicine Mm -hmm. is some of the direct to patient marketing. Right. Oh yeah. You know, well, Dr. Dund, isn't, I saw this ad for this drug. Yes, but you don't have that problem. Right. Yeah. This isn't going to help. Or you have this. that and this. Or and this mm-hmm. is not going to help. But, right. but they have, and I think that that's not bad because doctors can't keep up with every single right. drug. Mm-hmm. So it's good. Mm-hmm. But it also, the people who are marketing to the patients are selling you something. Right. Right. They are not really interested mm-hmm. in your healthcare. Mm-hmm. They are marketing to you mm-hmm. because they're marketing, just right. like, you know, just like mm-hmm. a store markets mm-hmm. their right. product, mm-hmm. and their product happens to be a medication. Mm-hmm. Right, and or- and it doesn't matter if it's something fairly minor. You know, like like a a heat patch for muscle, you know, problems. Right. Okay. That that might you might not have a muscle problem, so you know you could be actually making things worse. Right. Um, you know, or obviously, you know, the the commercials that that you know advertise that for very serious illnesses. That um, always you know. floors me. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. I could not ever understand why they market those drugs mm-hmm. because. If you go to an oncologist or a urogynecologist or a nephrologist and you have a serious problem, because a patient says to me, I saw this drug on TV, well, that might not be the regimen. Right. Right. I, I don't understand where companies believe that marketing is going to affect their outcome. Right. Yeah. Even with something like aspirin. There's right. different dosages. There's all sorts of right. different things that are in there, you know, and, and then you, in, in, you know, enlarge that to pain relief and, oh my gosh, you know, then it's just, and, and so that's where, like we said, it can get overwhelming. And so why not ask that trusted expert who's going to say, okay, no, 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 here's what you need, or let's at least try this. You know, I always, I love my doctors who say, let's try this. You know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but, you know, that's, that's what's key about it is they know this is what we need to try first. This option was great, but, you know, probably not for you. Well, and I think that is the very important thing that has changed in medicine, mm-hmm. I believe, a lot, but not with all doctors. Right. I believe in the collaborative approach mm-hmm. that... I will say to my patients, we've got A to offer, B to offer, and I don't want you to think you're an experiment, mm-hmm. but you are an experiment. Right, because right. every person is different. How mm-hmm. that's going to work? Mm-hmm. We're going to try this, we're, and this is why it should work. Mm-hmm. And then if it doesn't work, then we're going to try mm-hmm. this. Right. But really, medicine still is a trial and error. And yes, we know in mm-hmm. 85% of patients, this drug works right. for overactive mm-hmm. bladder, but you may be that 15%. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I've obviously found that with everything I've been going through. You know, there have been things where they're like, we don't know why you reacted this way. Um, you know, all the, whether it's something little, you know, I have an allergy to surgical glue. That's not a good thing to have an allergy to. And of course, the only way you find that out is you have surgery and it's like, ow, this is worse. This is worse. Um, you know, and, and, but yeah, it is, it's, it's trial and error. And, and then it comes back to the communication. You know, I'm really good about telling my doctor anything else I might be taking, you know, but this is the day and age of, additives and and all of those various things and one of the things that i asked my oncologist about not long ago was a cbd lotion i have i my my I, my feet bother me a lot and that is actually one of the side effects of, of my yes medicine. it is and I, you know and and so i asked her i said is it okay and she said yes she said go ahead and as long as you know it's not mixed up by somebody on the corner um she said it's okay for you to to go ahead and use that but i thought you know i i want to make sure that it that having cbd doesn't cause a problem with something else now taking cbd would be totally different right. um you know and 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 fortunately i've never had to to do anything like that but, but yeah i just i'm like no let's let's just double check on all of these things but but we don't stop to think what are the vitamins we're taking what are the supplements right. we're taking and and can that cause a problem with something else well and you i had mentioned something when we were talking that i ask all my patients to do write down everything that mm-hmm. you are taking Mm-hmm. Keep it, uh, make it on a little card, put it on your phone. I'll mm-hmm. take a picture of it mm-hmm. because people do forget right. because I've had an example. An example of this is one of the newer herbal things that people like to take is turmeric. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh yeah. That's, that's one of the things that they've talked to me about. Mm-hmm. Turmeric is great. However, turmeric acts like a blood thinner. Mm-hmm. And so if you're getting ready to go into surgery and right. you don't tell your doctor mm-hmm. you're on mm-hmm. turmeric, mm-hmm. you might bleed more. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I say, please write it all down and then write down anything that you need to find out that you're thinking, because I may think we're done with the visit mm-hmm. and you might look and say, you know what? I forgot to ask right. you this. Mm-hmm. And then it's so much better to be in the room rather than as you're walking the patient Mm -hmm. out and you're in the hallway talking about something very Mm -hmm. personal, Mm -hmm. write it down, bring someone with you and be picky about your doctor. You get to do that. You get to do that. We Mm -hmm. don't. And again, think how picky you are about your gas, Mm -hmm. your groceries, your where you eat dinner. Mm-hmm. If you don't get good service at a mm-hmm. restaurant, you don't go back. Right. Why, yeah. why do we say, well, this doctor makes me wait or they don't, or maybe they make me wait. I understand, but they don't listen. Mm-hmm. They don't listen. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah. and it's funny. We might think, well, we have to go to the close doctor, but I'll right. drive 45 minutes for dinner. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I think that, Though those are things of, you know, um, again, I think that business and medicine is kind of an oxymoron, mm-hmm. but it, it has to be together. But mm-hmm. if you find a good doctor, stick with them. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. Right. Oh, yes. Stick mm-hmm. with them. Argue with your insurance company. Mm-hmm. Do, you know, mm-hmm. 
if you find someone you like, Mm -hmm. because, and again, I feel like we women aren't as good as advocating for ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're good for advocating Mm -hmm. for other people. Oh, I know. We're really good at that, Mm -hmm. but we're not as good as doing it for ourselves. We don't want to be a bother. And, and I mean, how many times have, have patients told you, well, I don't want to bother you, you but, you know, and, and that's when it's like, yes. Yeah. That's what it's, and it's not only what you're paid for, it is what you're, what you're to be doing. It comes back to that service, that support. Well, and you know, I have felt, I believe I am one of the generation that medicine was a calling, you Mm -hmm. know, it was not, and and I'm not saying that doctors now don't think that mm-hmm. it's it's just a little bit different. There there's different. There's so much more technology, right. and there's so much more. But it it's a profession. It's not just like going to get getting your hair done. Mm-hmm. You know, right. right? It's something that you are dedicated to, and and if you do that, you'll you'll find the right mm-hmm. doctor. And I feel like I've been very lucky. And that's why, mm-hmm. you know, my practice has been very successful. Right. So. Well, because word of mouth is obviously yeah. very important to you, yeah. you know, and, and that's where women excel. You know, they're going to say, well, you have that happening. Here's who you need to see. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah, Talk I mean, about what's going on. Exactly. You know, and, and, and women are going to tell each other, oh, my gosh, I pee when I sneeze. <laughs> and, and, and Exactly. You know, and somebody's like, here's who you need to go see. You know, and, and, you see. Oh, and that's but, not normal. It's right. not just because you had a baby. Right. You're right. not supposed to do yeah. that. No, no. Oh. You know, and. You know, it's part of why we wanted to talk about this, you know, now um, is that March is National Women's Health Month and March 8th is International Women's Day. And so tell us briefly, because we're, we're almost done with the program. Why is this so important to you that, that you know, it, and granted, you know, I'm one of these, okay, it should always be women's internationally, all these various things. But, you know, why do we, we what's so important about focusing on it now? Well, I think having a women's health month and day is so important Mm -hmm. because we don't take time out of our busy Mm -hmm. schedules to say, what about our health? Right. And whether we are women who live in Denver, Colorado, or whether we're women who live in Siaya district Mm -hmm. in Kenya, Africa, we all have the same bodies we all have the same health issues Mm -hmm. and our health issues are unique right we are we have breasts and Mm -hmm. yes men can get breast cancer but Mm -hmm. we women have that we have services Mm -hmm. we we can do things to help ourselves prevent our illnesses Mm -hmm. we can take charge and control of what happens to our body and and we think of the big issues, mm-hmm. but it's little issues. It's it's all those things. What do you do every day? How do you eat? Mm-hmm. Do you exercise? What do you do for your mental health? Mm-hmm. How do you keep yourself together when mm-hmm. you're pulled as a mother, a grandmother, or a, an employee, mm-hmm. a wife, a friend? How, how do you take a little niche for yourself? Mm-hmm. And then... What makes us all 
together and different from any other species in the world is that we think and we do better if we are joined together. Right. And I think that applies to our health, our politics, our, our world. Mm-hmm. We, we can think and empathize mm-hmm. and we don't, we all feel better if we're feeling good and are able to give something to someone else. Right. I and love it. That's, that's kind of my philosophy. So. I love it. I love it. Well, Dr. Dunn, I know you are so busy. And so we're going to go ahead and, and wrap up for, for information about your practice. The website is, and I'm going to spell this folks. Yes, U-R-O-G-Y-N-S.com. And that's U-R-O-G-Y-N-S.com. Obviously, you know, we patients need to be in the Denver area to be able to see you, but you've got some great resources, great information, information about your pilgrimage to Africa. Um, you know, all of those various things are on your website. So I strongly encourage people to go there and, and just find out more about you because I think you're just fascinating. And this has been so much fun. I'm, I may just have to schedule an appointment the next time I'm in Denver. We patients come from all over. You know, we get patients from little towns all over Nebraska. Right. Just and Denver's a great place. Mm-hmm. So come and have a visit in Denver. I know. Well, and we're back there several times a year. We still have right. our University of Colorado football tickets, and you know, and, and right. so we have to come back and family, all those various right. things. Um, but again, it's U R O G Y N S dot com. I've been having a wonderful time talking with Dr. Terry Dunn. I'm Deb Creer. Until next time, everyone have a great day. Great. Thank you. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.